0: Welcome to a special edition of Two Age Sojourner. This is Nick, and my friend Mike's not here, so I have a new friend, a better friend, a godlier friend. His name is Fred Malone. Uh, Hang on for a great interview with Fred. (laughs) Well, good day, Fred. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well.
0: Uh, we've just been enjoying a wonderful week of your teaching. What was the name of your lectures?
1: Um, pastoral Theology, uh, Practical Pastoral Theology.
0: There you go. And I believe you, you said you're going to be making that a book at some point?
1: I'm moving in that direction, hoping to do something next year with this.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll buy that book. <laughs> now, are you going to do it with Founders Press again?
1: Uh I haven't gone that far okay. in, into who my. They're just way it. too expensive. Don't go with boundless
0: <laughs> price. When I was in South Africa, I got hold of your book, Baptism of Disciples Alone, uh-huh. and it's the most expensive book in my library. <laughs> 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 it was a great book to come yeah, across. Well, that
1: means you have to read it twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get your money out of
0: it. You're always too scared to loan it out because you, know, you don't, you don't well, know if it's, it's going to come back to you. you. But uh, Fred, you've really blessed us this week, and... Um, I like to compare you to a wine barrel. Okay. You know, when, uh, when you make a really good whiskey, you use a wine barrel or a sherry barrel or uh-huh. a port barrel so that the goodness of the wine that was in the wood comes seeping back in. Uh-huh. And uh, when you speak to us in pastoral theology, you know, it okay. just tastes better coming from you. May, may the <laughs> Lord bless
1: I've really enjoyed the week and yeah. especially encouraged seeing the work of the Lord among you men. Amen. And uh, it gives gives me great encouragement.
0: That's great. Now, maybe just tell us a little bit about your home church.
1: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> First Baptist Church, Clinton, Louisiana, Yeah. small town of about 2,000 in the south. Wow, small and, as that. Um, about uh, oh, 30 uh, plus years ago, 35 years ago, um, uh, Pastor Bill Askell came to that church as pastor. It was a Southern Baptist church. And and uh, when he got there, he saw th- some things that had to be dealt with in the disciplinary area. And uh, so he taught the deacons, and there were some godly men among the deacons that accepted, and, and uh, the whole deacon body, I believe, mm. got behind him to deal with some uh, uh, immorality that had been going on in the church. And when he did that, it, um, <clears throat> the church uh, basically uh, divided between those who wanted to uh, follow God's word on discipline and those who did not. So the church uh, went through great trials in the late 80s then, and then uh, Bill uh, was called to establish the uh, Heritage Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, where Earl Blackburn's just retired. Oh, wow. And, um, and they called me, and so I've just continued to build upon what Bill and the the deacons had done and uh our church <coughs> has had to go through um some doctrinal instruction to bring unity because there were differences uh, between two groups within the church uh for instance about church government eldership but more than that issues of christian liberty mm. and what is and what is not liberty the doctrine of the covenants was a uh, difference going on in the church uh all kinds of things, theonomy, um, yeah. and federal vision, and just about anything I've ever had to deal <laughs> with was in that one little body. Wow! And it's about
0: that's it was, a town of two thousand, and it's got all those problems. <laughs> all right. stay out of small town America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really unusual, and uh, but anyway, we have about a hundred and fifty in worship average, I think, and uh, uh, they the the church itself brought came to unity as we just continued to teach and preach sound doctrine and preach expositionally Mm. pastor pastoral care and uh and uh, some folks changed and their views and stayed and some did not and left so there was always sadness as well as thanksgiving Mm. but uh the Lord has greatly blessed us in the last few years. You've been
0: there for years. 30... Uh, 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. That's a great and, message. And
1: uh, we have gone through trials in the church, including the last few years in, in matters of discipline. But uh, the congregation is in great unity, joy. Mm. It's a joy to... Uh, go every Lord's day. Amen.
0: And they've obviously released you for this sort of ministry. They have. So you, you, do, you don't only teach for the IRBS, which is what the yeah. School of Theology is linked to. What other right. teaching platforms are you involved well,
1: I, in? I also teach uh, for Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary.
0: That's where Sam Waldron. With Sam Waldron. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I, I have been on the board since its very beginning. Yeah. And and so over the years, I've taught courses for them. And now they have <coughs> connections in uh uh, Bogota, Colombia, uh, and in um, uh, Ecuador, and they've just established a um, a contract with some folks in Western Cuba okay. to provide educational.
0: Uh, I believe one of our brothers here is studying through Covenant.
1: Okay, yeah, and uh, of course their their main thing is online work, whereas IRBS is more a residential uh, yes. seminary campus, and so. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, very much uh, being a part of both of those. Okay, so
0: I probably shouldn't ask your opinion on what you think is better. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, um, I would be in great trouble. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Now, <laughs> now uh, Fred, you, you're part of the Founders Group, yes, is that correct? That's, that's part right. something in the Southern Baptist. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, if, if, if people know the name Ernest Reisinger mm. uh, from the 70s, um, I went to work with him after I became a Baptist, and and he came up with a project to distribute uh, James Pettigrew Boyce's theology. He was mm. the president of Southern and the founder of Southern Seminary, <coughs> and he was a full Calvinist, had been uh, taught at Old Princeton, and uh, and the seminary was established on Reformed theology through his teaching. Mm. And the... the uh, Articles of the seminary do not reflect fully all of that, but that was his background, taught uh, reform theology for the next uh, 40 years okay. before he died. And wow. so uh, <clears throat> Ernie came up with a project to get that reprinted and distributed. So we uh, came up with the Boyce Project, distributed on every Southern Baptist seminary campus um, hundreds in fact thousands of copies to graduating
0: fantastic uh,
1: students yeah and ask them to respond to their reading and so that began to spread and we began to get calls and say I've never heard these things before uh why well, wasn't I taught these things before mm. and and uh, and we got such a response we decided to start a conference and So Ernie uh, gathered together uh, several men, uh, Bill Askell, myself, (coughs) um, and uh, Tom Nettles, and Tom Neeson, and others, and we gathered together and planned a conference, I think, started in 1983. And so from that small beginning, it kept growing and growing each year, and basically we simply uh, taught the Reformed faith. And very good. You know,
0: now, there's a, a website, founders.org. There's a f- founders.org. There's a press.
1: There's Founders Press. And, and I believe you know they've it?
0: started a podcast recently.
1: Yes, that's right. I okay. started a podcast with uh, Jared Longshore and Tom Askell. Very good. And um, just, uh, if you turn it on, just hold to your seats. And <laughs> but they are so
0: something to look out for there. Very, yeah. pro-
1: very thought-provoking and very uh, biblical. Biblically minded, so uh, yeah. So Founders has continued to grow with its books that it's printed, and there are now regional Founders conferences, several in the United States as well. And uh, we just finished having a conference in Louisville, Kentucky, on on uh, the Scripture and the social justice movement wow. that is going around, and uh, it was well attended, I believe, useful, and um, so. It just keeps going, and we're thankful.
0: Oh, amen, brother. Well, it's a great ministry, and all the way over here, we're definitely getting the benefits. So amen. now... Uh you haven't always been a Baptist. No, I and you're not. probably most famous, at least to my mind, for your famous book on uh, adding a sixth solar to the five solas, <laughs> the baptism of disciples alone. Yes,
1: it, I'm, I'm sure it's been sort of offensive to some, <laughs> but um, so tell us, know,
0: yeah, just tell us a little bit about your okay. journey and maybe one or two key thoughts that helped okay, helped you at turning points.
1: Yeah, um, I was raised a Southern Baptist. I went to Reformed Seminary because it was the only seminary I could find that stood on biblical inerrancy. Yes. And while there, I was exposed to the Reformed faith. And as a Baptist, and there were other Reformed Baptists there, I accepted the Reformed faith. And then over the next couple of years attending there, um, I began to see the argument for infant baptism that mm. has been put forth. And <clears throat> with uh, a sincere conscience, I accepted it. So I began serving in Presbyterian churches. and. In uh, One, the last one I served, I, it was a very small church in uh, Alabama, and I had uh, basically three or three and a half years um, since there was not much uh, that I could do there that the elders wanted me to do, actually, in the church. Yes. I studied extensively on covenant theology, and <clears throat> one of the books that helped me was uh uh palmer robertson's book on the christ of the covenants Mm -hmm. even though he's a pedo baptist his arguments are so biblical and i was able to see now brother
0: i'm just going to stop you there okay excuse the little glitch there we had a low battery reading but we're (laughs) back with fred malone and he was talking about o palmer robertson
1: i had o palmer robertson as a professor in seminary and loved his book christ of the covenants and and in reading it thoroughly, I, I saw something that caught my eye that I didn't quite agree with as mm. I could understand the Scriptures, and that was that um, the seal um, the seal of the Spirit is uh, is the fulfillment of what circumcision represents rather than infant baptism. Yes. And he actually said that but con- continued for infant baptism. He's a wonderful, godly man, and I love him. Amen. But now also, I saw in Burkhoff an inconsistency hermeneutically, in which he said uh, infants and small children cannot take the Lord's Supper unless they repent and believe uh, beforehand. And yet, infants are to be baptized even though the scripture calls us to repent and be baptized. Mm. And I felt like that was a hum- hermeneutical inconsistency. So. That got me studying again, and then I came across David Kingdon's book Children of Abraham Yes, and uh, T.E. Watson's book Should Infants Be Baptized? Mm. And that just set me on the road of re- restudying covenant theology.
0: Did you endorse his baby blessing ceremony that he advocates at the end of that book? <laughs> well, I,
1: I, I don't know that I endorsed it, but I would not scream and yell if i saw that happening but i anyway, tried it once or twice did you really because yeah, i used to do
0: dedications and uh-huh. then i read his book i thought oh there's something called the baby blessing and then i'm like ah yeah. oh, regular principle right. i probably exactly. shouldn't be doing it you
1: know well i don't <laughs> but you know if somebody asked me to i would i probably but anyway that's another story yes. but uh anyway i came to redevelop my theology and found out i was a reformed baptist okay. in covenant theology mm. and um Uh, Also, the concept of the kingdom of God was important. I believe the kingdom of God is those who are born again. Yes. And not just uh, believers and their children and so forth. So it made me also study the doctrine of the church as a professing uh, believer's church and not just believers and their children. It it really, the whole thing made me re-examine my theology.
0: Now, your denomination that you were part of the Presbyterian Church, the PCA?
1: Yes, at that time I was PC.
0: And they gave you a book to read.
1: They gave me a book to read. The um, I think it's The Biblical Doctrine of Infant Baptism by Pierre Marcel. Marcel. And so I read it. Uh, they asked me to read it and come back and talk to them. I read it, and there were things I had never heard about covenant theology <laughs> or infant baptism in that book. Uh, including the spiritual condition of infants who are infant baptized being brought out of the condemnation of Adam's covenant.
0: By baptism.
1: By baptism. And and put in a position where they're more or less in Adam's original condition to decide for or against
0: A so baptismal prevenient grace. Yes,
1: and so that uh, that convinced me that I should be a Baptist. <laughs> so it was uh, all those men were wonderful to me; uh, they really were, and I love them still. And uh, love the PCA and, and my Presbyterian brothers. I've learned so much from. But then we have to follow our conscience. Hell. According to the scriptures, mm, and, and in God's providence, I became a Reformed Baptist.
0: So, what would what would be a last word that you would say to someone who's vacillating between Peter baptism and Credo baptism? You know, if you just had one thing you wanted them to to consider, what would that be?
1: Well, <coughs> first of all, uh, that they they need to understand the regulative principle mm. of worship, and that is the elements of worship need to be instituted and um and uh revealed words of god in the holy scripture presbyterians have that in their confession and so do baptists and i believe that's inconsistently followed in terms of infant baptism and so uh, they need to ask the question in under the new covenant where do you find the institution of its sacraments Mm. and the answer to that question is in the new testament the New Testament has to interpret how the Old Testament is fulfilled in it mm. rather than depending on the Old Testament to determine how it is fulfilled in the New Testament. That's good. And when I committed myself to that principle, which m- so many uh, Peter baptists believe, but when I really tried to apply it, I came out a Reformed Baptist.
0: Amen. Well, brother, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your ministry. And Amen. the Lord bless you as you go back to the States.
1: Thank you so much. Very kind. Enjoy this, brother. Goodbye.